Okay, we are in Megillas Esther, Perik Vav, Balayla Hahu, Nadadosh Nas Hamelech. And we continue with just this fascinating, suspenseful, dramatic story on a shot level, but with just incredible droshos, incredible midrashim, agadata, that it just is almost unfair to pick out some of them and not all of them, but it would be impossible. So we see in Perek Vav, Ahasuerus has had a very stressful day the day before that was Esther Hamalka appears unsummoned, unbidden. He knows that has to be very strange. She must need something. He asks her, what do you want? And all she answers is she wants a banquet as soon as possible with he and Haman in attendance. And this confuses him further. And then at the banquet, he says, okay, now tell me what you want. And she says, what I would want for now is just you and Haman at another banquet tomorrow, and then I will tell you what I want. So the Gemara in Brachos tells us that a person's dreams usually consist of events of that day that confused him, that, that puzzled him. And Ahasuerus' brain at this point is a minefield of confusion, some planted deliberately by Esther. For one, <coughs> He still can't understand why Esther would risk her life to come to him unbidden, unsummoned. He can't understand why she won't tell him why. He can't understand why is she asking for a second banquet. Four, why is Haman the only guest on the list? And it's just troubling him. And he's thinking there's got to be something going on here. And so, it literally it wandered the sleep of the king or it was destroyed. Say the Mephoshim, he was dreaming at the time, he awoke from a dream where Haman was standing above him with a sword about to plunge it into his body. And so now he has become convinced that Haman is out to assassinate him. He's even mostly convinced that there is something untoward between Esther and Haman, that there's a conspiracy. For one, he knows Mordechai and Esther had a relationship uh, as, uh, in, of some kind. He doesn't know exactly, but he knows Mordechai's Jewish. Haman is out to kill every Jew, including Mordecai. Why would Esther want him as a prize guest at her banquet? Obviously, they are coming to assassinate him. He is convinced that Haman is out to assassinate him. And his question is, if there's a conspiracy like this against him, why hasn't anybody told him? He's got noblemen, he's got friends, he's got followers. A conspiracy like this could not be launched without other people knowing. Why hasn't anybody told him? And then he looks inward, says the Mephoshim, probably for the first time. And he thinks, maybe I've done something wrong. Maybe I've failed to recognize or honor something that they've done for me and have not rewarded them. Um, Rashi puts it, 
Let me read Rashi says, "If it's impossible that these people, my courtiers, my nobles, would not know what's going on and would not come to me and reveal it." And then he says, "Shema osoli adam tova." Somebody may have done something good for me, a kindness, a favor. The Logam Altiha, the Ain Choshishim Odli. He says they have no, they know there was no reward, there was no recognition, and so no one's telling me anything. And so by Yomer, he tells his followers, Lohavi es Sefer Hazichronos, Divrei Hayamin, Vayihi Nikraim Lutnei Hamelech. Mepharshim say there's a difference. There's zich, Sefer Zichronos and there's Divrei Hayamin. Divrei Hayamin is a historical archive that records the events in the kingdom. The archivist is the prime minister usually, which is Haman. And so Haman as we're going to in recording the conspiracy of Big Son Viserys that Mordechai uncovers, and Esther reveals it to Ahasuerus, you will remember in the name of Mordechai, Haman, as the sole archivist, puts himself as the one who uncovered the conspiracy. That is Sefer Hazichronos. Divrei Hayomin is the personal diary of the king, where he writes the events of each day. And here he wrote that it was Mordechai that did it, and it must have escaped his mind or forgotten or just never realized it. Moreover, um, they tell us that Sefer Hasechronos, as Rashi says, Derech HaMalachim, let me read it to you, it was the way of the king, Shenosnam Nodados Omrim Lithnehem Mishalim. It was a book of like parables, the Shisichos, light discussions, almost like a book of child tales, of fairy tales and lullabies, which literally, when they couldn't sleep, they would read them to the king that would lull them to sleep. But anyway, he summons both Sefer Zechronos, Divrei Hayomim, and they are read before the king. And he uncovers the story of Mordechai, who himself disclosed Big Son and Seresh's conspiracy to assassinate the king. It's all there that he uncovered it, they were going to assassinate him. It was Mordechai who did it, and it was Mordechai who was listed there as having done it. And the king says, What did we do? Did we do anything to recognize what he did, this act of heroism? And the young men, the courtiers of the king, Mishosov, who wait on him, said, Lo imodava. We have not done a thing. The Mephorshim are quick to point out that these young advisors didn't disclose, no, we haven't done a thing for Mordechai because they love Mordechai, on the contrary. But rather, they hate Haman more. They have turned they, against Haman. He was obviously a very imperious 
uh, oppressive guy, and they hate him. So they say, no, no, we haven't done a thing. Now, apparently, there's a noise in the outer courtyard, right beneath Ahasuerus Rosh's window. Remember, it's 3 a.m. in the morning. What is that? Who is in the Chatzar? He comes to the outer courtyard of the king. To ask permission or to tell him that his plan is to hang Mordechai. To the gallows that he is prepared to. Remember, in Perak, Hey, Zeresh, his wife and counselor, who advised him to build the gallows, specifically tells him, wait till the morning to go to the king to tell him what you're doing. He can't wait. He is there at 3 a.m. in the morning outside the king's window. At this point, say the Mephorshim, Ahasuerus is convinced Haman is there to kill him. Why would he be there at 3 a.m. in the morning outside his window? This is an assassination plot. It's Haman. And the king now is putting it together and knows exactly what he's going to do. Let him come. Bring him in. And the king says to him, What would you do for someone who the king wishes to honor? Notice, there's no good morning, how are you, what are you doing outside my bedroom window at 3 a.m.? He just plunges into a question. Haman says in his heart, who would the king want to honor more than me? His prime minister, whom he has elevated, would he not want to give more honor? And of course, by Yomer Haman Belibo, Haman says in his heart, how do we know what Haman is thinking in his heart? And say them a him, that is the proof that Esther got at this point or right before Ruach HaKodesh because Esther is the authoress of Megillah's Esther. So she had a Ruach HaKodesh and therefore was able to divine what was in Haman's heart. A man that the king wishes to honor. Bring him worn garments that the king had worn uh, his royal robes. Apparently he didn't give him new royal robes or unworn yet royal robes uh, of Malchus, Asher of Ashmo and that the king had worn. Vesus, the horse, Asher Rachavah of Hamelech, similar reason that the king had ridden, Asher Nitain Keser Malchus Barosho, and put the crown of the king on his head. This is a Machlokas, who's who, where do you put that crown? Ibn Ezra says on the crown of the horse, and another prayer says, no, it's on the crown of the man who's riding the horse. In this case, it would be Mordechai. The king, as we're going to see, just now is convinced. He wants to put the crown. He, know, he knows Haman's thinking of himself. He knows that Haman now wants to put the crown on himself with 
the horse and the robes. The nosan halavush v'hasus ayad ish mishorei hamelech apartumim, and achashreros they give him or they prepare um, the royal garments. V'hilbishu es ha'isha shor hamelech hafez v'karo, and notice it is silent. Nosan halavush v'hasus ayad ish mishorei hamelech. They do not mention that. Crown. Why don't they mention the crown? Is that Haman saw Achashverosh's face twisted in rage and reddening when he said, "The crown, put the crown on the guy." He was convinced, and he said, "I withdraw the crown for his own uh, safety. Just get me the horse and the costume, the royal garments, and uh, let someone." Lead the horse in the public street and call before him. This is what the king has done to a man the king wishes to honor. Says, Maher. Okay, now you know how um, you know how sumptuous he is. Now go now. Take the lavush and the sus, like you have said. Notice no mention of the crown. The Asse came to Mordechai, Hayehudi, Hayoshev, Bashar HaMelech. Do this for Mordechai, the Jew who sits in the Shar HaMelech. Al Tafel Dovor Mikol Asher Do not omit a thing from what you have spoken. So now, the king, why does he describe Mordechai in such specificity? Mordechai, Hayehudi, because the Medrash says Homan's pretending, you know, ignorance. He's, he's shocked that it's Mordechai. And he says, um, which Mordechai are you talking about? And he says, Mordechai Yehudi, Mordechai the Jew. He says, there, there must be lots of Jews in Shushan named Mordechai. And then he says, Hayoshev Bashar HaMelech, who dwells in the gate of the king. It's similar to when... Um, Yaakov asked Lavan for his daughter Rachel. He says, Rachel bitcha haketana. He limits it because he knows Lavan. Rachel, which Rachel? Bitcha, your daughter. I have two daughters. Haketana, the small one. In other words, you've got to, when you're dealing with a Lavan or um, a Haman, you've got to narrow it down. And he says, do everything you have said. Why the haste? The haste is because he knows he's going to meet at that banquet very soon. And he now thinks that what Esther wants is that Mordechai has not been appropriately honored. And so now he can come back at this luncheon banquet and say uh, Mordechai's been taken care of and he thinks that might be the answer. So he says, don't leave out a thing. Thus is done to a man who the king wishes to honor. And now, Mordechai goes back to the gate of the king. Some say he resumes, <coughs> excuse me, he resumes putting on the sackcloth and afer because he knows it's not yet over. Some say he doesn't even put him on because he realizes this is it for Haman. But in either case, Haman nidchafel beso, curious expression. Haman is like pushed 
to his house. Ovel, morning, bechafuli rose. So nidchaf means that the old Haman, they would part in the street to let him by. Now he's just another person. He's been so humiliated that he's nidchaf. He makes it back on his own. Avel, morning, we're going to see why. Bechafuli rose. His head is covered. The Medrash tells us a fascinating story. Haman had a daughter. When he advised Ahasuerus to kill Vashti, he had in mind that his daughter would supplant Vashti, but that doesn't happen. Meanwhile, his daughter is on the roof. There's a great Medrash about his daughter. We will not go into it, but she is standing on the roof, and she sees and she assumes that the guy leading the horse is Mordechai. It's her father on the horse. She takes the chamber pot, that's what they use for excrement and other materials, and pours it on the guy down there, thinking it is Mordechai, but it is her father. And when she realizes her mistake, the mentor says, she throws herself off the roof. The Haman nitkaf avel, and so Haman is in real avelus. The chafli rose, his head is just covered with, uh, with excrement. By his saper, Haman when he gets home, he tells Zeresh his wife, and all his lovers, as it were, that love him, what happened? He tells him everything. Note the switch here from Ohavov to Chachamov. Either they called in wise men, but they didn't, say the Mephoshim. They now, the Ohavov are slinking away, and now they're giving advice. They're no longer Ohavov, they're advisors. The Zeresh Ishto, and they say a famous line, If this Mordechai is indeed a member of the Jewish race, that you have felt fallen before, you will never <coughs> beat him because you are continuing to fall to the bottom. And what Zeresh advises is, Go to Achashverosh now, take down those ridiculous gallows fast. Odom Medabrim, however, as fate would have it, and we know it's not fate here. Odom Medabrim is still talking with him, the Sorisov HaMelech, Higiu, the Melech's Koryes come by and hurry him right then and there to the Mishta that Achashverosh was making, not giving him the opportunity to take down those gallows. And we will see the final trajectory take place tomorrow, 8.45 a.m. You will not want to miss it. Be there, Adkan.